water. Maybe a little cup of water. Um, it's right here. All right, Krishna, welcome to our Bhagavatam class. Uh, it is March 14th, 2021, and I'm in Gainesville, and I uh, wish I had a shirt that wasn't so messy, but somehow that's what I've got on. So uh, let us begin. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So today we're beginning with, um, where did the verse go? Anyway, uh, it's the first canto, chapter 21. Thank you. First, uh, first canto, chapter 10, text 21. And there's something very special about this because these verses are coming from the ladies in Hastinapur. And of course, there are many prayers by ladies in the Bhagavatam, but this is a very good example of something I've often explained that these women were very advanced intellectual theologians. It's very interesting. We see in the Bhagavatam that uh, the prayers of these royal ladies, they're not Brahmins, but of course the Kshatriyas were also highly educated, that these prayers are very sophisticated, intellectually advanced. They make very interesting points. The Sanskrit actually probably uh, more than other verses we do in these classes. I had to really look at them because the Sanskrit is... Um, it's very complex, and uh, I was also reading some of the commentaries of Sridhar Swami, and uh, he has to, anyway, you'll, let's just jump into it, and you'll see. But the point is that these women were extremely intelligent, highly educated, and uh, that I think is significant. So, the first verse is, Savai Kilayam Purusho. Purushat Puratano to Eka Asit Abhishesha Atmani Agregune Bhyak Jagaratmani Shore Nimilitat Man Nishisutta Shaktishu. So, first I'll read Prabhupada's translation to sort of uh, so you have an idea of what this verse means. So, they said, the lady said, Here he is. Here he is, the original personality of Godhead as we definitely remember him. He alone existed before the manifested creation of the modes of nature. And in him only because he is the Supreme Lord, all living beings merge as if sleeping at night, their energy suspended. So if you look at monotheistic traditions, uh, such as Vaishnav tradition, and uh, there are similar statements in the Vedas and even in ancient uh, Hebrew prayers, such as Adon Olam and so on. The idea that the non-materiality of God, the fact that God is not a material object, he's not one of the creatures of this world, a created being having a material body, 
is emphasized by explaining that the Lord existed before there was a material world. And so, and so in that sense, God clearly is not part of the material world. He's not a conditioned soul. He's not a soul within a material body. Certainly not just a person who is a material body. As some people think, actually no one is a material body. But Krishna's transcendence, that he existed before the creation. So here's what the verse says. We'll go word by word. Savai kilayang purushak puratana. So Krishna is described as Purushak Puratana. Puratana means uh, primeval, ancient, original. Prabhupada here translates it uh, as original. As I uh, sometimes do, uh, I like to go to the dictionary just so you can get, because these words... Often in the word by word, there'll be one English word, but actually they have a range of meanings, which are all sort of present in the mind of a person who knows Sanskrit is reading Sanskrit. So Puratana means belonging to the past, former, old, ancient, something in ancient times. And so when we say that Krishna is uh, Purusha Puratana, he's the ancient person, the primeval person, uh, Anadi, no, without any beginning, the beginningless person, Adi Purusha, we find in another text. So, Savai, uh, Prabhupada interestingly translates this, here he is, Savai literally means he indeed. Sa means he and vi indeed, kila. And so it's this combination of vi and kila, uh, which uh, Prabhupada is translating as here he is. So again, the word kila is interesting. I mean, normally no one really pays any attention to these little words, but I find them interesting. Kila means uh, it's a particle of emphasis, indeed, verily, assuredly. And uh, so here you have the word kila with another word, which means definitely, certainly, indeed, and that is the word vi. Vi means, uh, let's see, if I can get that for you, a particle of emphasis and affirmation generally placed afterward and laying stress on it. So savai, he indeed, he truly, he certainly, verily. And so when you combine these two Sanskrit words, vai and kila, it's extremely emphatic. Like he actually is really the one, it's really him. And so uh, Prabhupada uh, very nicely translates this as here he is. Here he is. Uh, just uh, making my life a little easier by getting rid of unnecessary. Window so, savai kila. And I am also means this or he. So he certainly, actually, this person. 
So if you know Sanskrit, I mean, it sounds, it sounds nice in Sanskrit, doesn't sound overdone, but it's, it's extremely emphatic, extremely emphatic. And the ladies are just saying like, don't even think that this is not God. That's kind of like the mood. I am Purusha. This ancient person, he indeed is the one, Jaika. He who Eka alone, Eka means one or also alone, Asit existed uh, of Ishesha. Uh, so of Ishesha, Ishesha means distinctions of Ishesha. Again, I'm trying to uh, give you like sort of what, what what do they say nowadays? Nowadays, take a deep dive into the Sanskrit. So Avishesha means uh, without difference, without distinction. So in other words, he is the, the idea here is that he is the supreme person. He existed before there was a material creation. He is actually the ancient person. And because he existed before the creation, there was no distinction to be made at that point that Krishna, his external energy, or Krishna appears in this world, is his body spiritual material? The ladies of Hastinapur are are emphasizing philosophically here, theologically, that it was just him. He was the one, the ancient person. There was no complication. He was just a pure spiritual person, and uh, that's really kind of what they're saying. Abhishekha Atmani, and then within his own self, within his own self, Agre. Agre means uh, before creation, uh, in, the, in the beginning, at first. Agre, gune, and actually here's what the word gunebiha. Before gunebiha, before the modes of nature. The qualities of nature, if you think about it, spiritual life is a particular quality. It's a particular quality of existence, a quality of consciousness. And so if we're talking about the material modes, that really is a close synonym for the material world because what makes the material world the material world is that it has a material quality. The, the objects in the world are immersed in the gunas. Our consciousness, our conditioned consciousness, when we are not purely Krishna conscious and we perceive the world, our consciousness is absorbed in the gunas. So the gunas are kind of what's going on down here in terms of physical objects and the consciousness that perceives them. And so agre gunebhyaha, before the gunas, means before this whole material thing happened, before there was conditioned consciousness. So before all that, atmani in himself, jagadatmani, who's Ishwade, when there, the Lord, who is the Lord of the universe, the soul of the universe, Jagaratma means the soul of the universe. <clears throat> so, Nimilitatma Nishi Supta Shakti Shu. And there was the soul who was Nimilita, Prabhupada says, merged into uh, Nishi at night. Uh, Nishi means at night, Supta Shakti Shu, literally in the sleeping energies. Supta Shakti Shu in the sleeping energies. So, uh, so what does this all mean? Uh, that 
we're talking about a time here, and you mean that uh, literally means uh, with the eyes closed, the eyes closed. And so, uh, umilita means eyes open, nimilita means eyes closed. And so, nimilita shaktishu, it's sort of a poetic thing when the all the material energies had their eyes closed or were sleeping, slumbering. So, so what does all this mean? We're talking about agre. It's actually a description of what the situation was before material creation, before there were, before the modes of nature became active. Uh, all the Lord's material energies are sleeping. They're literal. They're supta shakti Actually, actually, it's the energy is described as sleeping. The energy was sleeping. And nimilita eyes closed refers not to the energy, but sorry about that but to the soul, the conditioned soul was, had his or her eyes closed, unconscious, and all the material energies themselves were sleeping. Nishi at night, this is a cosmic night. This is the night of the universe. And this is, uh, and, those souls are sleeping, they have their eyes closed, all these energies are sleeping within the soul of the universe. So all these are the sleeping material energy, souls, conditioned souls with their eyes closed, literally, they're all within the soul of the universe, the Lord, Krishna. And this is Agre Gunebya. This is before the... There were modes of nature before the modes were active. And uh, so anyway, there, I mean, I could go on and on because there are different ways to interpret these words all within our Vaishnava philosophy. But I think um, the word avishesha, which here is given as avisheshaha, and as the subject of the sentence, it could also be taken grammatically as avisheshe, which means when the soul had no distinct. There's a lot going on here theologically. But the I, maybe the last point I'll make about this verse is that these are the women speaking. These are not just sort of uneducated matajis. These are brilliant theologians who are discussing very high level, um, you could say, theistic cosmology. And it's interesting that it's the women who are doing this. And they're not doing this in a, in a schoolroom somewhere or in a library, they're just talking. They're just talking among themselves. They're up, and 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 this is what they're saying. So these are these, so again, these are very intelligent, very learned people. I think that's significant if you want to know what were Vedic women like. So the next verse: Seva Puyo Nijavirya Choditam Sujiva Mayang Prakriting Sisikshatim. Anama rupatmani rupa namani viditsa mano anu sasara shastra. Again, this is a, these are some of the most complex theological statements in the Bhagavatam. They're coming from these ladies who are just talking among themselves as they're watching Krishna. So, Saiva, he indeed, or he thus, as Prabhupada says, either one, Saiva Bhuyo, again. Nijavirya choditang sujiva So, sujiva mayam. 
this is an interesting statement itself because uh, basically it's um, to give you the, the simple grammatical structure of the sentence because it's very complex. He, the Lord, indeed, viditsamano, uh, desiring, probably says desiring to ward in the synonyms. Uh, in the translation, he says, uh, desiring to give. The, uh, this comes from the verb vida, which means it, it's the desiderative present participle <laughs> of the verb vida, which means that he is desiring to award or ordain or bestow or arrange something. That's the idea. And what he is desiring, uh, anyway, I don't want to go into all the grammatical complexities. It can also be taken that there, there it's, it's interesting because there are two people here who are desiring to do something. And so we have these desiderative forms. You have uh, two desiderative present participles. And I know that doesn't mean much to you, but the word sisrikshatim, if you're actually looking at this verse, sisrikshatim is referring to maya. And it said Krishna's jiva maya. So this can be interesting. So what does it mean Krishna's jiva maya? Because jiva is his soul and maya is the illusory energy. So his own jiva maya is what it says literally, which I take to mean that Krishna's own illusory potency, which acts upon the jiva. And so uh, Krishna, I mean, again, without going to all the technical grammar, what this verse is actually saying, it seems to me, that um, you have Maya who's desiring to create create nature. Prakriting in the second line, Prakriting Sisrikshatin. So Swajiva Mayang, Krishna's own Jiva Maya, the Maya who takes care of the Jivas, that Maya is desiring to create Prakriti, the manifest material world, so that uh, there will be a playground for conditioned souls to try their luck and gradually learn Krishna consciousness. And this Maya is Choditang. It is being impelled by, or urged on by, or energized, or, or moved by Nijavirya, Krishna's own power. So, um, and so Krishna, uh, it's also said about Krishna that he's following all this, Anusasara. Now, Anusasara is translated here as entrusted in the synonyms, Prabhupada says, uh, by his own potency, material nature is empowered to recreate. And it said that Krishna is, I'm trying to, I mean, this is a very complex verse, and, and so that's why it's coming out, because I'm not just giving you a simple translation, I'm trying to show you what's actually in this verse. So Krishna is desiring, Maya is desiring to create Maya, specifically the Jiva Maya, being impelled by Krishna's own potency, his own power, is desiring to create the manifest material world. And uh, 
And Krishna is following this, Anusasara, which, which Prabhupada doesn't really translate literally here, but um, I'll just quickly tell you what that word literally means. Uh, It means Krishna is going after, Krishna is following. He, uh, so what is Krishna following here? Because that's what the verse actually says. What is Krishna following? Uh, you say he's following Maya. He's accompanying Maya. He's watching what she's doing. And Krishna's motive here is viditsamano. He's desiring to arrange or to establish Rupa nam, uh, Rupa nominee, a form and name for the soul that has no name and no form. So, what does this mean? Krishna is desiring to arrange, to establish form and name for the nameless, formless soul. That's actually what it says. Desiring to establish a form and name for the name. Of course, in our philosophy, that means that. The soul has no material form. So whatever body we have right now, don't get attached to it because it's not really you. So we have no material form. We have no material name. Obviously, we have, you know, identification, whether it's a driver's license or a passport or a credit card or whatever, and it has your name on it. So you, every one of us has a legal name, but that's not really our name. And every one of us has a particular form. That's not really our form. And so why is Krishna desiring to establish form and name for the nameless, formless soul? Because you can't really go into business in the material world. You can't really try to enjoy the material world. you got to be somebody in the world. And therefore, in every incarnation, Krishna gives us a form and we get a name usually a family name, and we go to business and we try to enjoy this world and we sort of beat our head against a wall and then finally we wake up and join the Hare Krishna movement. So therefore, so, so that's what's going on in this verse, that again, he uh, accompanied his own uh, Jiva Maya, his own Jiva Maya, who was impelled by his potency, was aroused by his potency and was desiring to create material nature. And uh, because Krishna desired to arrange a form and name for the nameless formless and Krishna is accompanying all this and the last line, and, and you've really got to figure out why is this the last or the last two words are Shastra Krit. He makes Shastra. He's the, he's the Shastra maker. That's what it means. The Shastra maker. And so why are these two words at the end of this verse? After all this description, he's the Shastra maker. Uh, I think some, some clear reasons come up. It's very simple. It's just like when you buy, let's say, a computer. It comes with a user's manual. If you buy a car, it has a manual. Things come with manuals. Shastra is just the user manual for the universe. And so the word shas, the verb shas means to command, to rule. Maybe I'll just uh, you can hang in there. 
Uh, we will go to the dictionary here. Uh, the verb, it comes from the verb shas, which means, uh, come on. Anyway, this to chastise, to correct, to punish. It means to restrain, to control, to rule. These are the more to rule, to govern, to direct, to command, to enjoin. And so Shastra simply means an instrument of command, of directing, of governing, controlling, restraining, to teach. It also means to teach, to instruct, to inform. So something, in other words, something which authoritatively teaches you. That's Shastra. And so Shastra Krit simply means that Krishna here, uh, why, why is he doing all this uh, or, or having done all this, he provides a, a, a user's guide. Like this is how you use the material universe and that Shastra. So Krishna not only creates it, not only throws us into this material world, he explains how we should live here. And if we are intelligent, if we are not um, foolish, we will, uh, that light, you may wonder where that light's coming from. It's coming from me personally. No, it's actually the sun. So <laughs> I can try to convince you it's coming from me. So anyway, um, so as you can see, I, we've just done two verses. These are very complex verses, and there's, there's, there's more in there, but I'm just, I'm, I, you know, I can't explain everything. But these are very uh, important and advanced theological statements coming from these ladies who are simply talking to each other. Very brilliant people. So now we'll see if you have any questions. I'll try to see if you have any questions. Um, let's see. Thank you all for your comments. My son has become inimical to Krishna consciousness. Well, you're not the only one. I find that I can no longer discuss even basic philosophical views with him. Contradict each other. Well, all due respect, your son is not a highly educated person because they don't contradict each other. So maybe, I mean, if he doesn't want to talk to you, um, you know, that's life. But maybe you can get him to talk to a devotee philosopher and present his doubts. It seems that it's a never-ending battle. This comes from a devotee who asks a question for every class. It seems that it's a never-ending battle trying to distinguish between what is real or unreal. Uh, really a battle. I think as we become experienced in Krishna consciousness, it becomes pretty clear. How can one get in touch with one's real self? There's no chance that Maya is called Bhakti Yoga. It's called the sincere practice of Bhakti Yoga. Uh, thank you all for your comments. I'm just trying not to miss the questions because this thing jumps around. Uh, here's a question. Text 21 seems to remind one of the unborn Adi Purusha, pointing directly to and only to Sri Krishna himself, as glorified by our Lord Brahma. Exclamation point. Yeah, that's true. So that's all the questions. So another Leela, if I skipped any of the questions, maybe you can let me know. But I, let's see. Sometimes I just because it's the question list keeps jumping around. Um, uh, 
that's it. So thank you all very much. And um, thank you all for listening. And I hope we'll all be together again next week. All right.